it's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mount Dews, baby. And we're talking about making your small business or construction company more profitable with better leads and better systems. Every Monday at 7 a.m., 30 minutes or less, and no bullshit. And today we're talking about creating systematic processes. There is a lot of people that have totally wildly different processes from one customer to the next. And one of my favorite books of all time, The E-Myth Revisited, talks about a hairdresser, a barber really. This man comes in for a haircut and he served a little glass of whiskey, bourbon. And he gets his hair cut, and the guy even shaves his face, and he does a straight razor. And he loves it. He loves the experience. It feels classic. It feels solid. It feels like the work was good. And the second time he goes in, the person gives him a glass of coffee. Now, mind you, this is the same time of day, same place, same barber, but the person gives them some coffee before instead of after. And different beverage, obviously. The third time he comes in, the guy gives him a glass of ice water. Refreshing, delightful, but different. And after he has this ice water, he realizes... I'm not coming back. <laughs> he gets his haircut the same quality, but the guy used a, a uh, modern razor and not a straight razor. And he realized to himself, I'm not coming back. It's not because this guy didn't do a good job. It's not because the craftsmanship isn't there. It's because I fell in love the first time I, I went with the process and with your system and with the details. And now... It's different. Why is it different? So the whole point of this story is, no matter how good your craftsmanship is, if you don't have a proven system, if you don't have consistency around the details, both on the quality of work, but on some of the you know, customer service-oriented things, there's an issue. Because people do fall in love with your process and they refer people to your process. So if he told his friends about the bourbon, for instance, and he thought it was amazing, it's a relatively inexpensive detail if, you know, I guess the right glass of bourbon. But he told us, what if he told his friends about it? And then he goes back the second time and he says, oh, I don't want to tell my friends about something that I don't know exactly what it's going to be like next time. A huge piece of talking about processes and proven processes in this discussion will also center around the movie or the documentary Euro Dreams of Sushi. This is on Netflix. Check it out. But it's all about this sushi chef of a super high-end sushi restaurant. I believe it's in Japan. And the gentleman is obsessed with his business. And it relates to processes partly because 
he is extremely consistent with the cleanliness of his restaurant, the details when he goes to the fish, fish market and picks out the, the slabs of fish himself, and with his expectations for his staff. But also, there's another component here besides just the systems. It's, the, it's what they call shikunin in their language. And shikunin means obsession, a positive work obsession. But it doesn't just mean workaholism. It means a, a, a essentially a duty and an obligation to the community. And shikunin, to me, is an extremely important point. And I don't know that we have a a word for this in the English language. But having a duty and an obligation to your community to do the best work possible and having the idea of a positive obsession to me is extremely powerful because we get such negative connotations around working hard that sometimes we don't realize if you're doing it for the good of your community and you're taking care of your mental health, of course that it can be a very powerful, wonderful thing. People do amazing, amazing work when they take this seriously and they don't think of working a few extra hours as workaholism or a nervous tick, but they actually do it and they enjoy it. Now, I'm not telling everybody to work, you know, 70 hours a week. I don't tell my employees to work more than 40 hours a week. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a competitive advantage in the job market, but for myself as a business owner and for somebody pursuing entrepreneurship, if you are able to have a positive work obsession, if you are able to work 60 hours a week and, and really enjoy it, it can be a massive competitive advantage. Despite what culture will tell you right now, which is basically saying sometimes that a lot of work is always a bad thing. A lot of work can be a bad thing. And I think that that's, it can be a bad thing if you're doing it compulsively and you're feeling negative about it and you're mistreating those around you. But it can be a positive thing if you're treating people around you right, if you're excited about work, if you're not shirking other family obligations to go work. And, and ultimately, I do think that there's some level of I need to have my spouse on board with these decisions I'm making. Before I decided to go out on my own, I told my wife, I said, it is going to be hard. It's going to be a hard couple years. I'm going to spend a lot of time on this business, more than I ever have on anything. Are you on board with that? Are you okay with that? Because it's going to be difficult. And, you know, it's a hard conversation. But you have to have your spouse on board I'm obsessed with the process. I'm obsessed with making the work better over time. And I feel like it's for the good of my community, my family, my, you know, the people I work with. So what about your work right now inspires shikunin, inspires positive obsession? I think that that's worth stoking. That's worth pursuing and you know, just to go back to the other, po the other point here, um, the e-myth revisited. Keeping your processes incredibly consistent 
is more important than you might think because people will fall in love with it. And if you haven't had a proven process before, I think it takes a little bit of time to get used to the idea. Hey, you know, our work is so unique. Every single job is different. They're like snowflakes. I appreciate that. But you can still have some core processes that don't change no matter what. And something I've heard that I feel like was very good is you never skip a step in your process. You may make it smaller. It may be very brief, but you have to go through that step every single time. And it's very important for the customer and it's very important for your company and it's important for your confidence as a business owner. I think that the opportunity is there to create consistency. You know, there's corporate consultants and um, I think it's like Six Sigma or something like that, which is a framework for corporations to train their leaders. But the main principle of it is just being consistent. So there's whole frameworks and business consultants that preach this idea and help you implement it. But the whole idea is consistent process and that you have to vigilantly get rid of things that are not consistent. It makes a lot of sense in manufacturing, right? You don't want to have a basketball that looks like a perfect sphere and then a basketball over here that looks like a, you know, a crazy tumor is growing out of the side of it. But it also matters when you have to make sure that the client is consistently happy and make sure that your team is working on a certain set of standards. And I heard somebody recently talk about this. Jack Welch in his book, Winning, just said, if you understand that the whole point of Six Sigma is to make sure that your processes are consistent, if you understand that, you're halfway to understanding or being an implementer of Six Sigma, basically. So just know that consistency is important. Know that it's okay to have a positive work obsession and have an obsession around those details and creating consistency. And watch Your Dreams of Sushi. I guess, uh, you know, the other resources in this podcast, you know, listen or read E-Myth Revisited, The Entrepreneur Myth, and then, I guess, lastly, Winning by Jack Welch was very good. Uh, I believe he was the CEO of GE. So he's kind of got some big-time corporate organizational chops and motivating teams. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Join us next week. And that's all for the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Hook Agency. Check us out at hookagency.com. It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Make your small business or construction company more profitable with better leads and better systems. Every Monday, 7 a.m., no bullshit. Thanks, guys. Bye.